This is Live On Purpose Radio, episode 588, Unmasking Subconscious Obstacles, with Dr. Lise Janelle. Now is the only time to create and live the life you love. I'm Dr. Paul Jenkins, the positivity psychologist. My job is to connect you to powerful positive psychology principles that immediately upgrade your relationships, business, and mental health. Are you ready? Let's jump in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. And joining me today is another doctor. Dr. Lise Janelle has a background as a holistic chiropractor, and that has given her some kind of unique insights into the mind-body work that she's now using as a coach to impact the lives of thousands of individuals worldwide, including none other than Jack Canfield. And Dr. Lise, I saw an endorsement from Jack Canfield there on your website. Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Paul, for having me. It's it's fantastic to be with someone who was on a mission and similar journey as mine, so we can synergize each other and bring something invi- inviting and inspiring yes. for our listeners today. I've noticed that it, when you get on a path, a path of purpose and intention, you encounter other people who are along that path. And I think that's how we got connected. Um, You've done some work. In fact, you've developed a method. I think you call it the heart freedom method by which you interact with your clients and bring about some, some really remarkable transformations. And I would love to have you take just a moment and introduce who you are, and why that has become so important to you. Can you share a little bit of that story with us? Yes. Um, in my hero's journey. In 1988, yes. um, my father was diagnosed with terminal cancer and given nine months to live. That was three weeks before my sister's wedding. A week after my sister's wedding, my 21-year-old brother died in a car accident. And then within a month of this, my eight-year relationship to the man I thought I was going to marry ended. And it was like, ow, 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 ow. So for those of you who can see right now, I use this all the time. But so this painful event in my life was so painful that it sent me on the quest to try to understand what it takes to live life. Because... It's not if these things are going to happen, it's when they happen, how do you get through them? Mm. So huge challenge that happened to me has turned out to be, you know, a blessing in a way my brother and my father live in this work that I now do for people that's helped thousands of people and hopefully millions, which has been my goal since 1989. Because so this thing happened in 1988. And then because I was searching, I ended up meeting two very important mentors in my life. One is 
Dr. Scott Walker, who's a chiropractor, who created a method called NET, neuroemotional technique, that allows us to find the moment when a belief was stuck in a person that's preventing them from getting better. Like, because I could have had like 10 patients with similar low back pain, eight of them would get better. The two of them, no matter what, were stuck. So through using this mind-body method, which takes like 10 minutes, I was able to find this, remove it from the body, and then the person healed themselves. So that was powerful. But then I also met Dr. John Martini, who taught me the power of gratitude and how to use challenging moments in our life and turn them around to our advantage. And so from doing NET, mm. thousands of people one-on-one, -on -one, but also having studied with Dr. Martini. I ended up creating a method that's called the heart feeder method. And in 2003, that's a good story. Actually, it goes perfectly on purpose. So in 1989, I wrote down, when I went into a seminar where I learned with Dr. John Martini, I wrote down a mission statement for my life. And part of my mission statement and the career part says that I'm going to help maximize the life of millions of people through reconnecting them with their hearts. Mm. So since 1989, I had been on a quest every day of my life. Since 1989, I was on a quest to make this happen. I knew my what, I knew my why, but I did not know my how. Mm. So every day of my life, I search for ways to make my method better. And then I ended up in 2003 as a coach and I had clients, I had a client in Madrid and I was so frustrated because I knew I needed to do NET, but I couldn't do it because you need to be able to do muscle testing. You need to be able to touch the person. So I ended mm. up creating the heart method, heart, heart freedom method that we, you can use it anywhere around the world. It's very useful. You know, I can do it on Zoom. I can do it on the, on the phone. And it allows me to find a moment when a belief was created that's now holding a person from moving forward and fulfilling their life. So I love this method. And because of my purpose, because the, I'm going to teach the real law of attraction. You know the movie, The Secret? I yes. got stage and teach their true love attraction to the people from the movie The Secret. And the true love attraction is the following. If you challenge yourself, you're going to attract support. If you challenge yourself and following your heart, you attract support. If you stay in your comfort zone because you know you don't feel like it, you don't have the discipline, then you attract challenges. You're very unhappy. Mm. So because every day of my life since 1989, I ended up on this path. I didn't know how, but I just, every day I trusted and trusted and trusted. And I ended up in this amazing place called the Transformational Leadership Council that's there for um, people who do transformational work and that, that big names in the industry. And I ended up there. And I ended up presenting my work on stage and Jack Canfield started using it with like groups of 800 people. And like he has a week long seminar where he trains the trainers. And he, he says the heart feeder method is one of the top exercises, the top two exercises that he puts people, these coaches through that they always say it's the best. So because of that, then he asked me to write a book about my method that hopefully is gonna come out this year. It's it's all written, it just needs to be edited. 
And so he sold 600 million books. Hopefully we'll sell 1 million and I'll be done. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be done. Is that really a thing, Dr. Lee? Are you ever done? (laughs) Well, this is you, you preface this as your, your hero's journey. And it's so interesting to me as I interview people from all different industries and and different backgrounds that there's there are common elements there's the challenge and you mentioned that for those of you who are listening and you don't see us visually because we do a little behind the scenes um episode on my membership site where where our members can see us but you're holding up two halves of the ancient Taoist symbol of yin and yang and how these two opposing halves perfectly complement and define each other. And you've shared through your journey that you have experienced the challenges and you have attracted the support and come up with something, you're calling it the heart freedom method, that is truly liberating to a lot of people. Now, the title of our episode today is Unmasking subconscious obstacles. And those obstacles, I heard you refer to this as you were sharing your story. Those obstacles are often unseen to us because they're at a subconscious level. They can be unmasked. Uh, apparently, you've been able to do this through through your method. Could yeah, you just yeah. address that for us? Yeah, I I love 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 doing this work because it's magical. Like we can I call myself a growth accelerator because especially if the person is extremely driven, often the only thing holding them back is subconscious belief. And and people right. know like especially people like high level people, athletes, CEO of companies, entrepreneurs, parents, like people who are living, you know, who know that when they're going to get stuff, it has to come back to them. And they feel that inner resistance. And there are three clues that you have a subconscious belief working against you. Number one, you know what needs to be done, but you're not doing it. You know, the famous procrastination. Mm. And Procrastination happens not because you are lazy, not because you lack willpower, but because your subconscious mind has associated more pain than pleasure, more danger than safety to something you want. Because relatively Mm -hmm. speaking, your conscious mind that wants something that's very driven to have something is the size of a football. And your subconscious mind that's there to keep you alive, so it has to be a really accurate, you know, mechanism, the football field. Mm. So when your subconscious mind doesn't want you to do something because it's too dangerous, it will hold you back. I, I, I can give you an extreme case of that. I had an Olympic level skier come to see me. And she's a Canadian Olympic skier. So no money. <laughs> so... Mm. You sacrifice your whole life. You don't have any social life, no love life, no money, nothing. And it's all for the glory of having a medal. But she had not placed in two years. So she comes to see me and I test her and I'm willing to win. I want to win. And lo and behold, subconsciously, she didn't want to win. Why? Because when she was seven years old, she was already winning. 
and her brothers were not as much as her. So her mom would hide her medals and her trophies not to make her brothers feel poorly. So now subconsciously, she had associated winning with being a bad person, with upsetting others, with mm-hmm. not being a good person. So you know about Pavlov's dog and condition response? Oh, yeah. Well, when you're competing, some of these people are your teammates. Even your competitors sometimes, they feel like siblings. So when the Pavlovian bell rings, even though consciously you want to win, subconsciously you're going to do that thing that's going to hold you back. So that was like one of the things I tested. I tested a bunch of things. We had two sessions, and then she went and she placed on the podium. So if you're not doing things right now that like, you know, you, you know that if you picked up the phone right now and call this client, it could change your whole life, could pay your mortgage and all those things. But all of a sudden you have to vacuum or clean the windows or call a friend or eat a bag of <laughs> Just know that it's not because you lack willpower. It's not because you're a loser. It's because subconsciously it's too dangerous for you to go for that. So that's one clue. The second mm. clue, is you you do what needs to be done, but it's using so much energy, like you're using three times as much energy. For example, you're on a healthy diet and you want to lose weight and you do everything right, but oh, you're using all your might, all your willpower not to eat that bag of cookie. <laughs> and as soon as you're off your, you know, your health kick, all of a sudden you start eating everything. Because subconsciously, it's safer for you to do this, to reward yourself, to do these things that you have associated to pleasure, to safety, to reward, to being a good person. Like another example of this, and I was a chiropractor, one of my patients, she changed her whole lifestyle. She came to see me. I adjusted her, put her in an exercise program. She was eating healthy. And all of a sudden, she started craving potato chips. And we go, wow, what's that? So doing the mind-body work, we end up, again, when she was a little kid, when her and her brothers had been good during the day, before they went to bed that night, they would line up in the kitchen, they would put their hands out, and mom would give them potato chips. Mm. So now, because she had yeah. been good with changing her lifestyle, out of the blue, it feels like, She's sabotaging herself. No, it's because subconsciously she had connected this to pleasure and reward and being good and feeling safe and all those things. Right. And then the third clue that you have a subconscious belief working against you is you do everything right. And this is the hardest one for all my driven clients. Like the people who are dedicated, they challenge themselves, they do everything right. But it always gives them the opposite results. And that's so frustrating. And sometimes it's discouraging. And that's when they give up because they end up feeling, well, I guess I'm not supposed to get that thing that I really want. And that's not true. When if you have something in your heart, if you have a purpose in your heart, the only thing you need to do is you need to be focused on this. And I I, I have another visual here. So imagine this is a mountain. And you know that you want to get to the top of the mountain. On your way to get to the top of the mountain, you're going to attract support and challenge to help you get there. Things are not happening to you. They are happening for you. So when you face a challenge, there's only two reasons why you face a challenge. 
Number one, it's because you need to master something because obviously if you mastered it, it wouldn't be a challenge. Let me share with you something that I've captured so far oh, yeah. yes. from what you're sharing, because you've gone through these three clues that there might be some kind of subconscious obstacles that are blocking our success or our happiness, what it is that we say that we want, but we're not getting it. Yes. And as you went through those clues, it occurred to me that our brain is doing exactly what it's designed to do. I, I teach this in my coaching programs that your brain's two main jobs are to keep you safe and to prove you right. <laughs> and both of those get in our way all the time. Yes, exactly. Nobody loves me. So then it proves you're right. Yeah, after all, look at this and that. Not only that, but, <laughs> and we start to compile evidence. We even fabricate and create evidence. To so support our our belief, yeah, and, and that's why it's important. When we face a challenge, it's super important to remember it's happening for us, mm. to us. Because otherwise, if it happens yeah. to us, then we create the belief that look, I have the proof again. I'm not supposed to be happy. I'm not supposed to be successful. When actually a challenge right. is actually asking you. To master the challenge. If you master the challenge, obviously, if you had mastered it, it wouldn't be a challenge. That's number one. The second right. thing, the second thing that a, a challenge can do for you is it's it's sending you often to a direction that you know you need to go, but you're kicking and streaming, not wanting to go like. You're not happy at work anymore, or you're not happy in your relationship, but oh, I don't want to go through all the transition and all this. I don't really want to do this. That's going to be too scary, too challenging. But if you actually face the challenge, then you get happiness. So if you can, whenever you face a challenge, you take a deep breath and you go, okay, since I'm already in love, how am I going to use this to my advantage? The other time that the mm. challenge sends you in a direction, that one is more complicated. Sometimes it sends you in a direction and you have no idea where it's sending you there. Like for me, the story I told you about my father, my brother, and my eight-year relationship, mm -hmm. it was just so painful. And I had no idea. But the only thing yeah. I did every day, I tried to understand what was happening. So it led me to doing this. So that one is more challenging, but just know that Anytime something happens to you, it's not because something is wrong with you. It's not because something is not supposed to happen in your life. It's just, it's there for you. Like I do public speaking and I teach seminars. And so far I've asked thousands of people, raise your hand if you've never had challenges in your life. And guess what? From thousands of people only had one girl. She was a young girl and she said, me, and I'm scared because I know when I get a challenge, I don't know how I'm going to be able to face it. <laughs> so if you're a smart human being, the idea is not to try to only have nice, fun things in their life. Is If we're smart, we learn to use challenges to our advantages and we used to we get to use support to our to our advantage because 
staying in our comfort zone can actually become a huge challenge. It's so nice. It's so comfy. And then it gets in the way. It's important to have a purpose because once you know your purpose, then you can decide for how long to stay in that thing that's comfy and how to use the challenge to get you where you want to go. It's amazing to me, not surprising anymore, but amazing to me how beautifully all of those opposite parts come together for us in our life. And it's tempting because we've been trained, taught, and educated, perhaps through our own upbringing or through culture or tradition, to think that challenge or pain or difficulty is bad. Yeah. And that is, that is not true. It's not bad. It's simply part of a greater whole. And you get to have the whole package. I like how you said earlier that if you, if you seek or welcome or embrace challenge, you will attract the support that is necessary for you to meet that challenge. And, and check it out. You've got a 100% track record. So far, you have handled every challenge that has come up so far your entire life. How cool is that? Yeah. People who do this kind of work, what they told me, like I'm doing a peer review study right now with Mm -hmm. clients that I've worked with over the years. And the three words that come from doing the interviews with them, number one is you get a a sense of control over your life because instead of feeling you at the mercy of life, you start using everything to your advantage. So you feel in control which then leads to leads to hope, which then leads to happiness. So the most important thing we all need to own is that we are worthy of love. Like, is a baby worthy of love? Yeah. Is a, is a toddler's and the throes and the terrible twos still worthy of love? <laughs> is the teenager still worthy of love? Is an adult 34. At what point did we stop being worthy of love? We only stopped being worthy of love when we decided. So hopefully we right. can be enough to ourselves to undecide that. <laughs> uh, to come back to the truth that that I and I believe this, Dr. Lise, I think you probably do too. That all humans have inherent worth, value, lovability. And when life beats us up a little bit, sometimes we lose track of that. Or we show up in ways that are not particularly lovable. That doesn't make us unlovable. I, I had a, a unique opportunity just last night to listen to Father Greg Boyle who is the founder of a a transformational gang intervention program in Los Angeles. And he's taking that stand. He says that everything, every vexing social problem that we face can be answered by coming back to exactly what you just said. A, a, A fundamental understanding of our own worthiness to be loved that's that's powerful 
Yeah. So my whole work is about helping people connect, live from their heart. And the only thing that lives in their heart is love, gratitude, inspiration, and wisdom. Love, gratitude, inspiration, and wisdom. For me, love is not an emotion. Love mm. is our essence. Like for me, God is love. So the highest spiritual thing you can do in your life is yeah. learn to have unconditional love for yourself, others, and God. And so the good news is we all have access to that, except when things happen, when challenges happen in our life, we disconnect from the heart. And that's the journey we all need to get back on. We all need to get back on a journey of reconnecting with the heart. Because when you live in your heart, you like, you know, sometimes parents bring me little kids because they've been bullied at school. Mm -hmm. And so, and I love when you sit in their eyes, you know, the sparkles. And I say to them, who's going to kick a dog? A happy person or an unhappy person? And they go, an unhappy. And they go, oh, yeah, exactly. So this person doing mm. this is not because something is wrong with you. It's because they are unhappy. And from working with thousands That's of people. Right. What I have found is that I created this map and I call it like the two levels of the human spiritual evolution. Everybody gets through what I call stage one. Stage one is the unconscious, the sleep and fantile stage. We all get through that phase. And stage two is the conscious, aware, mature stage. So what, what's the difference between stage one and stage two? In stage one, we get a sense of self from the way the world reacts to us. If the way the world reacts to us in a way we don't like, we go, what's wrong with me? I'm unworthy of love. I don't deserve to have what I want in life. And when it reacts to us in a way we like, all of a sudden we're king or queen of the world, like everything is possible. So we're constantly at the mercy of what's happening in the outside world. <laughs> so again, from there, we get we run away from pain towards pleasure. And people come to see me, usually, unfortunately, most people wait until there's a big crisis to, you know, until we move, until we we become yeah. wiser and don't wait for the baseball bat to get us going. But usually something happens, like you, you lose your spouse, you lose your career, you lose your money, you lose your health, something happens that's super challenging. And then you decide, you know what? The way I've been living is not working. And now you're ready to go into stage two. Mm. And stage two, I call heaven on earth. Mm. One, I call heaven on earth. Because in stage one, it's stressful. It's like you're in, you're in the washing machine and the spin cycle and you're trying to get out of this and you can never because you're constantly trying to change the environment to respond to you for you to feel worthy. When you're right. in stage two, and this is a really good visual for success. This is my visual for success. This is the yin, which is the female principle of listening. This is the yang, which is the male principle of acting. Our heart wants us to know two things. The first thing our heart wants us to know is we're worthy of love. And to do whatever it takes to let go of the illusion to the contrary. The second thing our heart wants us to know, it wants us to admit our dreams and aspiration, our purpose. So right. then it's about listening to the heart and then organizing your time to give your heart what, what you want. 
And that is a total different game. You go to bed at mm. night, and even if you, you know things did not work out that day, you ask yourself, how did this challenge help me get what I want? So now you get a total right. different experience of life. It's an amazing experience. That's why I call it heaven on earth. First one is heaven on earth. The second one is 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 heaven on earth, and that's it's a total game, different game plan. It's I call that the ultimate yes. game of life, and it's fascinating. It's fun. You get up in the morning, you pull out your blankets, you go, "All right, what am I going to discover today? How is what's happening today is going to help me fulfill my purpose?" And that's what we call living on purpose around here. Mm-hmm, exactly. Dr. Lise Janelle, folks, and there is a website that you can connect to her, Dr. Lise, L-I-S-E, Janelle, J-A-N-E-L-L-E, Dr. Lise Janelle.com. And I've noticed, uh, Dr. Lise, that that's a place where they can connect to you, your programs, things that you're offering to help them to live on purpose yes i and i have another website where they can actually get freebies more easily it's called heartfreedommethod.com and if they go freedom method.com and right in the middle of the there's all kinds of freebies that people can can download and use to their advantage to support their journey of purpose well freebies are fun too Thank you so much for your contributions here today. I'm glad that we were able to have this conversation. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being in the world yourself and bringing all this love and purpose. Thank you. Well, we're on a similar purpose. I'm pretty sure of that. Folks, you've heard it. It's time to apply it. Let's go live on purpose. Did you get what you came for? Give yourself the gift of taking real action on what you realized today. Please share this episode with someone you know would value it and leave us a rating too. It's time now to live on purpose. <laughs>